Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. November 17, 2015, Tell the Truth Tuesday with your girl, D. Scott, waiting on my boy Tommy Brown, a.k.a. Celebrity the Prince, to call in so we can discuss the tea about the the, uh, Charlie Sheen coming out saying that he has had HIV for four years. There's six ex-lovers that are suing him. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's a pretty dangerous and serious situation. So, but before we get into all that, so it's Tell the Truth Tuesday, so here's my truth. November 17th. It's a very important day for me because it marks the 15th anniversary of my father's death. And um, if you want to see pictures of my dad, I posted a picture of my parents um, at miss.d.scott, or you can go on my website, www.stayinyourlane123.com. And, you know, my, my dad passed away from leukemia, um, leukemia lymphoma, and um, he was a smoker. He was a hunter, worked in a factory, you know, most of his life. He was a mechanic, great dad. You know, the only, the only, you know, real dad that I've known coming up. And um, so it, it's usually a difficult day for me. But what I started noticing was also on November 17th. I always used to forget the day that my dad passed away because things like that are not, like, I don't go around every day like, oh, my God, today would have been, you know, 14 days or, you know. But I remembered it because I got stabbed in the face um, about seven, eight years ago. Um, was out for my girl Bobby Joe's birthday. Happy birthday, Bobby Joe. With my girl um, Yadira, we were in a Tampa nightclub, very swanky place, you know. And, uh, like, when I say swing, I'm talking, like, Tiger Woods hangs out there. Like, this is not, you know, a place that you would think that something like that would happen. We were in a VIP area, and she thought that I was talking to her boo thing, which just so happened to be somebody that I tutored in college. I'm way older than him. And she thought that I was somebody else, some Dominican girl, which I'm not. And she smashed me in the face with a glass. I subsequently popped her nose open. And then we, you know, went to the hospital. And that's when I saw that my face was flashed open. And I had to go through, you know, six months to a year of extensive, you know, chemical face peels and laser treatments and, you know, all these things. And I didn't remember that my father's death anniversary was November 17th until my brother was like, wait, what day did you get stabbed? I'm like, November 17th. And he's like, you know that that's when dad died. And I'm like, what? Because I tend to block stuff like that out. And so, um, 
you know, that made me at that point, which was about, you know, seven or eight years ago, kind of change up the way that I do things in life because I'm like, you know, for my father to let something like that happen to me because it was a senseless, it didn't even make sense. I hadn't been out. I was training. Actually, I was training to run my first marathon with um with, with a group called Team in Training, which is a group that raises money for leukemia and lymphoma research. So I was going to do that in honor of my father. And so when I got stabbed, I had not, I was extremely healthy. I had not been out in probably nine or 10 months, like at all, I was doing my mommy thing. I was engaged at the time, wasn't even going out. And the only reason we went out is because it was my girlfriend's birthday. So to see this type of hot messness happen, I felt that maybe the universe was telling me that my father was dissatisfied in something that I had done or whatever. And so he kind of just didn't have my back. So I went to, um, you know, I started I started getting, you know, better at things, and then I actually came home, and then, you know, that's when I came home and realized my mother was sick, and then she passed away two years ago, going on three years. And, you know, it's just been, it's, it's been a, you know, spiral since. So you, um, you got to understand that, um, you know, I, I go through stuff every day. We all do. But I think that my pain is wrapped up in the fact that I still have to put on a smile every day because I love what I do and I love my family. And um, I don't want my son to see me like in a position where not that I look weak, but where he feels like a, a sense of I can't help you because I felt like that sometimes when I looked at my mother. So, you know, I have my little five minutes or my little, you know, getaways, and people are always like, oh, my God, you're you're always out of town. Motherfucker, if I didn't go out of town, child, please, I'll be, I'll be in town in a facility some goddamn where. And, you know, just as a mom, I can't afford to take a 72-hour whole mental health vacation. So I do what I need to do to make sure everything's okay. And also on Tell the Truth Tuesday, I want to talk about this skunk, this, this man-cunt, that um, he keeps bothering me and my sissy. And it's unfortunate because I'm probably the last person. Like, I, I'm like a little, you know, caged animal. As long as you don't fuck with me, I'm not going to bite you. You know what I mean? Now, if you start talking shit about women or people that I know, then I'm I'm probably going to attack you. And, again, because I walk around with these invisible scars, you don't know if you're getting attacked for something that happened to me in 1989 or 1997. Like, you don't know. There's just a lot of shit that needs to be said, and you just might be the motherfucker to get the business that day. So what ends up happening is, is you know, my, my sister friend commented, like I said yesterday, that this gentleman shouldn't be using the term nigger, 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 and especially when you're trying to promote some type of consciousness amongst black people, like, we're not going to listen to you. If you call me a bitch or you call a man a nigger, like, I'm not going to listen to anything that you have to say, because clearly you have no respect at all, and you need beat. So... You know, the the situation was done, as I explained on yesterday's show, and you guys can go on my website, www.stanyourlane. And you can see, you know, where, you know, the conversation was done. He, You know, so I go back on his page. Now, I blocked him and blocked me because, obviously, I'm so interesting. And um, he posts again. It's like he's like a schizophrenic poster. Like he'll post something about the Ronda Rousey fight, which was a huge upset. But And I don't think it's anything to do with her being humble. I think she got knocked the fuck out because she was outskilled in that moment. It had nothing to do with her not being prepared or her talking shit. It was not her time. So what? She got humble. Guess what? Y'all wouldn't get in the ring with her. Shit. Mm. Sipping on a little something. And she was in the ring with a real, a real fighter, like a real boxer. 
in a southpaw at that. So, you know, congratulations, but I'm still team Ronda Rousey because I'm not a do-nothing bitch. So, you know, if she got her job broke, shit, I feel for you because my job been broke before, too. She's going to be skinny than a motherfucker by the time the braces come off because it's about six to eight weeks. So... But that's that's the, the nature of the business that she's in, which is why in the nature of the business I'm in, I'm okay with like a couple, two, three haters, people that try to steal my shit and things like that. So, But before I go checking somebody else, I always make sure that my backyard is clean. So this gentleman, I go on his page because this is what I do. I'm going to stalk you for like 30 years to make sure you shut the fuck up. And my sister friend is somebody like she's in Thailand right now. I don't know what the fuck she's doing in Thailand. She probably went over there to pet the baby tigers and shit, despite my son and shouldn't take pictures and shit because she know my son want to pet the baby tigers. But I said, I'm not going to Thailand. I, I can't sit on a plane for 24 and 36 hours. But it's the end of the year. This is shit that we do. She's a boss chick. She could do that. You know, she's single, no kids. She's beautiful. She can do that. So when you talk about her, because she's in a professional position where she's really not able to give a clap back, then I'll give the clap back for her. So she defended herself, but then this gentleman blocks and deletes her so she can't see anything, but I can. So he goes on and is calling us old, and he's saying, you know, these old mutts and all this other shit. Like, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say because it appears that I'm from mixed heritage, which I don't consider myself to be, I'm completely minority. Um, what are you trying to say? Like, are you trying to say that my parents, like, like what are you trying to say, motherfucker? Like, what are you trying to say? So then he goes, and these old-ass women, motherfucker, the only reason you know how old we are is because I posted a prom picture. I posted a prom picture that is well over 20 years old. That's the only reason. And then 40 years old, Jesus, I, I don't know what you, what, what you consider ancient. I'd rather be old and paid than young and broke, okay? So then on top of that, he goes and he's like, these, these, now you ain't going to call us a bum because you already know you've been on the page. You've been stalking long enough. And you ain't going to say certain things. You ain't going to say we ugly. So you have to go to ageism, which is these old, you know, mutts and all this other shit. Look, so he had to get the business. And if you go on my, my Instagram page, at miss.d.scott, you'll see what happens. So I go on his website to see, like, exactly what is it you do to get money. Because it's very clear what I do to get money. You know what I mean? It's very clear what an Instagram hoe does to get money. You know, link in bio, you know, so you book me, whatever. And I just think he's having a hard time with the fact that the lesbian relationship he's in, because clearly he's a bitch, you know, a man bitch, a bitch, you know, and his ovaries were showing. We told him that he wants to continue. I'm not the one or the two, you know, because your shit's not together. You probably sleep on a twin-size motherfucking air mattress in your grandmother's basement, which I'm not even sure they even have basements in motherfucking New Orleans. Why don't you focus on the fact that your website doesn't fucking work? So the fact that I even said his website, y'all know that that was some petty hater shit because I want you to go to the website to see that it doesn't work. Now, had he had a proper functioning website and he, had, he was able to make some commerce, I would have put him in the category of those we don't speak of because I'm not going to give you no money on my time. But the, every time you talk about me and you tag me, you get me more fire followers, dummy, because people are tired of your stupid ass talking. They really are. And so now we have a situation where he keeps going in. And, you know, my sister friend doesn't deserve that. She already defended herself. She spoke her piece. And that's what it is. And now you want to keep, you know, going on and on and on and on. And I just, I, I have no tolerance for it. So now he's in a situation where you know, you, you have a website that doesn't work. So, you know, I had a little bit, I was saucing last night. I had a little bit of Malbec, not Malbec, I'm sorry, I had a little bit of Carmenere in me. Me and Carmenere is this red, little red hot thing, little Italian wine. And um, I just feel like he, um, 
I just feel like he was very confused about who the fuck he was in life. And so I had to remind him who we were. So we, um, I go ahead and I start posting from different, because we have different, we have Mozilla, we have, you know, Internet Explorer, we have Chrome, we have, you know, full scale, you know, computer situation here in studio. And I went on all three of them and I just couldn't find his information at all. It just kept saying it's it's not. So now what I'm going to do, because I'm going to let it publicly be known, if he say one more motherfucking thing, I'm just going to go by his website so he can't use the domain name because I'm petty like that. Like, you might be petty, but, like, I'm truly petty. You know what I'm saying? And so when you want to continue to fuck with me, then I'm going to fuck with you. So he says he's in the Illuminati and he's this and he's that. Look, webpage still not available. But he shut the fuck up, though, today. He didn't say anything today. So, you know, but, yeah, he, he posted some shit. Wait, what did he say? Alpha females don't run in packs. This for them old-ass women that tried to come for me the other day like a pack of mutts. Petty. It's usually the women with no man or half a man that think they know everything about a man. Fuck out of here. All the name-calling and negative talk is the exact reason why men don't want to be bothered with your dog ass. Here's the thing. I'm not going to tolerate that. So the bottom line is um, alpha females don't run in packs usually because the beta females have taken over the alpha male. Since you're not an alpha male, how the fuck would you know what an alpha male looks like? But I'm glad that you know what an alpha female looks like. So you know that me and my sister friend are one and that you were never going to be in the running. Number two, just because we don't post a man doesn't mean that we don't have one. When I say I'm single, it means that I'm not married. So all y'all motherfuckers out there that ain't married, you're goddamn single too. I don't give a fuck if you've been with a motherfucker for 28 years and y'all ain't common law in a common law state, motherfucker, you single too. Unless I see your name on some life insurance papers or a marriage certificate, your ass is single too. So don't don't look at my Instagram and think that just because I don't post pictures of my paramour or whatever, whatever, just know that even if I'm single, I'm never alone. And I, and I don't deal with half a man type motherfuckers anyway. It's alpha males only. And it's, it's a hard relationship to have when you're strong and he's strong. And, you know, so don't ever think that just because we don't post it, that it's not there. You did some bitch-made shit, and now you're mad because we ate you. And then you're talking about these old-ass women. Well, how the fuck old are you? Because, motherfucker, if you over the age of 25, you, you up there, too. You're not young. Young to me is 18. So the type of mistakes that you're making are mistakes that 18-year-olds would make, like where they don't respect their elders or they don't respect authority. And he tried real hard, like, nah, Miss D. Scott, I wasn't saying it like that. Nah, fuck that. I tell you, don't talk about my sister. So... I had to go on a little bit of a rampage last night on the on the internet because I just really don't play that and People just always think that it's a game. And so, you know, I posted a couple of body shots to let motherfuckers know, yeah, I'm in the world rock, rocking three-fourths of club, but that doesn't mean that, I, that I'm fat or that I'm fucked up. You, you, you a motherfucker that posts 50,000 goddamn memes and don't never have no body shots. We don't never see where you live. We don't never see. So I started the hashtag for him, get out the basement and um, no more air mattress. Get your paper up. If you go under no more air mattress, the things I said to him, about him should be there very clear because people got to understand like get your ducks in a row i like to eat duck but your ducks ain't even in a row and you sitting over here talking to me about some dumb shit you know what i'm saying so last night i had to get angry and you know some of the things i say are very harsh party promoter with the website www.aomillions.com why don't you worry about server not being found and your website being down instead of running around calling women old and calling them mutts get your stacks up yeah 
see what I mean? And this, this, you know, he just, he brought me to it. And then as I continued to drink, I went into this. You know what? I hope that somebody in your family go out with their bad wig on, with their bad leg and their bad shoes, and get hit by a motherfucking ice cream truck. Told you I'm not the one. You don't like me, but your daddy do. And, you know, I have to do that to people sometimes. I had to post pictures on my website. Like, motherfucker, I don't be sitting up there begging people to come to my venues and events. I don't even beg motherfuckers to listen to my show. Mm. You want to listen, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool, too. You know, I'm over here just trying to live, just trying to chill. And you over here fucking up my, my, my natural high, being a bitch. You know, and I don't even call females bitches, but I'll call a man a bitch in a minute because, you know, they, they always think that it's something so, you know, intriguing about the fact that you're sitting here arguing with a woman. You can't argue with me because I'm something like a beast. So, you know, that shit just kind of pissed me off. So I had to go a little bit ham on him because that's ridiculous. Like, you don't have no reason to be sitting up there talking about the girl and we're off the page. Like, he snapshotted her picture, reposted it, like, all types of crazy shit. Like, you're weird and you're a stalker. Like, how do you know we don't have a man? You don't know. You know nothing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this song while we're waiting on our boy to call. But this is just sums up what, what, what men think of us sometimes. Yeah, we got to go for something to eat. I'm going to Hey, yo, man. Damn, what's taking on so long, son? Keep it calm down. Let me come. Many men wish death upon me Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be And niggas trying to take my life away I put a hole in a nigga for fucking with me My back on the wall, now you gon' see Better watch how you talk when you talk about me Cause I'll come and take your life away Many men, many, 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 many men Wish death on me, dawg I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more Have mercy on me Pussy niggas put money on my head Gone, get your refund, motherfucker I ain't dead I'm the diamond in the dirt That ain't been found I'm the underground king and I ain't been crowned When I rhyme, something special happen every time I'm the greatest, something like Ali in this prime I walk the block with the bundles, I've been knocked on the humble Swing the ox when I rumble, show your ass with my gun Gotta tip a nigga, go ahead, lose your head Turn your back on me, get clapped and lose your leg I walk around, gun on my waist Chip on my shoulder, top fuck a clip in your face Post to this beef, ain't no Many men, many, 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 many men Wish death on me, Lord, I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul Somewhere my heart turned cold Have mercy on many men Many, 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 many men Wish death on me Sunny days wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rain Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain Death gotta be easy, cause life is hard It'll leave you physically, mentally, and emotionally scarred This is for my niggas on the block, doing some treatment to God For the niggas on lock, doing life behind bars I don't say only God can judge me, cause I see things clear Quickest crackers to give my black ass a hundred years I'm like Paulie and Goodfellas, you can call me the Don Like Malcolm by any means, with my gun in my palm Slim switch sides on me, let niggas ride on me I thought we was cool, why you want me to die, homie, homie? Many men, many, 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 many men Wish death on me, Lord, I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more 
but he don't say nothing back I know he protected me, but I still stay with my gat and my nightmares Niggas keep pulling checks on me Sight to say some bitch dumb, put a hex on me The feds didn't know much when pop got shot I got a kite from the pins that told me truck got knocked I ain't gon' spell it out for you motherfuckers all the time Are you a literate nigga? You can't read between the lines In the Bible it says What goes around comes around I'ma shot me Three weeks later he got shot down Now it's clear that I'm here for a real reason Cause he got hit like I got hit But he ain't fucking breathing Many men Many, 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 many men Wish death on me, Lord I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more Have mercy on me Have mercy on my soul Somewhere my heart turned cold Have mercy on many men Many, 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 many men Wish death on me I hope you got the email in time. If not, we can always schedule him a show. One thing about blog talk radio people don't understand is the fact that, you know, I could do a show seven days a week if I wanted to, but when I first started doing this, and believe it or not, we're almost 100 shows in, um, so yay to that. But um, I could do a show every single day if I wanted to, but I didn't want to commit to something like that because – I only, you know, I wanted to take like the week's worth of current events. And we started to tell the truth Tuesday. When I say we, I mean me and my family started to tell the truth Tuesday to, you know, really bring out issues that people may have had some issues talking about or not wanting to, not wanting to talk about. And so for me, it was a situation where, I needed to be able to say, like, you know what, I'm doing my part. Like, you had an opportunity to call in anonymously and, and, and grieve your, you know, what whatever was on your mind without people knowing who it was, and I don't share information. Or you had an opportunity to, you know, come to somebody, even though I'm not a mental health professional and I'm not in that line of work anymore, I can look for the places to get you the help that you need, you know. So I just feel like, you know, I'm doing my part. You know, charity starts at home. I'm doing what I can to be able to, you know, to try to help. So I'm just hoping that other people like, you know, Tommy Brown and people like that that are coming out and saying, you know, that they're HIV positive or that they have this going on with them. I come out and I say that I have mental illness, that I'm, you know, cluster B or cluster C psychopath. You know, that's me coming out saying, like, look, we look like normal motherfuckers, but there's something wrong. And so there's no shame in that. There shouldn't be a stigma attached to me saying that I need help or me saying that, you know, these are a series of events that happened to me. And, you know, everybody, it's funny, some some insensitive little prick the other day said, you know, mm, everybody got their issues. I don't want to hear about nobody's sad stories. Okay, well, make sure you remember that motherfucker when you, you're telling yours. You know, I don't do that. You know, I, I, I have a hard time with people that are like, oh, I don't like, I don't like helpless and hopeless people just because I feel like, well, where there's a will, there's a way. You know, you talking to somebody that literally got divorced, had to start all over. I went from, you know, being married to being a single mom to being a stay-at-home mom because it it was too expensive. I, like, worked in the daycare that my son worked at. Like, that's I took, like, a huge pay cut to go because I didn't want to be without my son. 
And I, you know, and then you hear these horror stories of the kids like fighting each other and then like, you know, drowning in buckets of water and shit like that. Like I did not ever want that to be any situation of mine, you know, cause I would have to go to jail. So my whole situation is that I just want to make sure that I'm being the best mom I can be. And the only way for me to do that is to be at home with my kid and be around him as much as possible. That's why everything that I do is based on that fact. Like, is this something that's going to take me away from my son? You know, is this something that's going to, you know what I mean? Not, you know, bring me home. Like I, I couldn't work at nine to five because on days like today when my son had no sleep because he was up in excruciating pain because he has a skin condition, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to keep him home with me on winter break. Like, what do you do? You know what I mean? So I couldn't work a regular nine to five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when if I go and I start going into work until four in the morning or if I'm sitting in the studio or if I'm sitting writing, he's right here with me and I'm able to do that, you know, and <clears throat> And I'm very thankful for that fact because I feel like, you know, I don't want to be like, like my mom worked three to 11s when we were kids. And that's, you know, the worst shift I think to work is three to 11 because you're at home, you get to sleep all day. Yeah, that's cool for you. But um, at the end of the day, you know, your kid, like my mom missed a lot of um, my sporting activities You know, I was a cheerleader, I ran track, I did cross country, you know, I did all that stuff. And it's just unfortunate that she really never got to see any of it because she didn't have regular days off. She worked at a hospital at one point. And then at another point, you know, she was working in uh, an office building. She became a supervisor. So she just, you know, that was later after I graduated high school and all that good stuff. So it just, you know, it it just is hard. So I wanted to make sure that, yeah, um, yeah, you know, that's cool that I can get up with him. And, yeah, I might have to sacrifice a little bit um, to make sure that everything's okay. But where I'm at right now, like, I'll finish working, doing what I'm doing, 4 or 5 in the morning. I, You know, I get home, and he's there, you know, and, and then I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And then I have to turn around and wake back up at 8 o'clock in the morning to make sure that he's off to school. And remember, during this time, I've also trained for several marathons and ran them, okay? So it's just it's a matter of – something that I'm not really good at all the time, which is time management. I'm not always good at time management. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I have to work that much harder to make sure that everything is is where it needs to be. And so with me opening my store in February, it's going to be the same situation. It's going to be like, okay, and then with my son starting private school next year, it's going to be the same situation. It's like, okay, and it's just that it becomes your life. As a parent, you guys have to understand, and this is Tell the Truth Tuesday, that you don't have to send your kids to these fucked up ass schools. You can move. You can, you know what I'm saying? Like when I watch um, Saving Our Sons, and it was a gentleman that, that um, was an advocate, and he had a, a school, and um, he had 100% graduation, and I can't think of his name right now. Nice looking guy. Um, I don't think he was a preacher, but it was Save Our Sons. And in every single situation, you see these young boys, and it just it broke my heart to see. And I'm glad that they took it off the TV. I hope they did. And um, it broke my heart to see it because these are boys that are being raised by single moms. Ninety percent of them lived in the projects. You know what I mean? Which, if you think about the word, it's a project. It wasn't meant for you to live there forever. Like, welcome to the real world where people have to pay real bills. And I'm not saying like my mom worked three jobs. 
You know, she bought her home. So you're talking about, I watched a woman take something, take nothing and turn it into something. I watched a woman buy a house for, you know, $3.50, not literally, but literally, you know, and put fifty, sixty thousand 60000 into it over, you know, the span of 10, 15 years to make it to the home that it is today. You know, I've watched her do that. I've watched her go from one job to the next job to the next job, and it was like, what is sleep? The thing that I would not want to do to my son that I used to watch in those uh, Saving Our Sons situations is I don't ever want to bring a man into the picture because I need him for financial support, which means that now i got to do whatever the fuck you say. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. I'm not not built that way. Like, if we're both bringing something to the table and we both have a table and we both bought the table, like, that's cool. I might listen to your opinion. Like, right now I'm enamored by somebody that I can sit down and talk business with and that can say, well, you want to do a F1, a fall one, two, three, and you want to do a spring one, two, three, and what are you going to do with your collection and this, this, and this because he's been in that certain, you know, in that certain industry. He could tell me where the shows are. He can get me the information. I'll take that that you taught me something over you bought me something. You know what I mean? Because, it, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Like, if it really comes down to buying something, if I want it, I'll go get it. I don't give a fuck what it is. Like I just told you, my homegirl, for no apparent-ass reason, then jumped up and abandoned us and went to motherfucking Thailand for no goddamn reason. Then she's going to end up being somewhere else. And then spent the night in L.A. last night because that's what the fuck she felt like doing. You know, and, that's, and she could do that. So what people don't understand is that everything, you know, you have to sit, like right now in my mind, okay, it's November. In my mind, it's it's damn near March, April. You know what I mean? I have so much shit that I have to get done, and especially with opening the store, I need to make sure that everything is, is where it needs to be. I don't want you guys coming in there and buying like this motherfucker done put our goddamn sweatshirts in these goddamn thank you bags that they give out at the Chinese food place. I don't want that. You know what I mean? I don't want y'all sitting there looking at my shit and it's still got a Gildan tag on the inside, which, by the way, I don't buy from Gildan. Decent shirts, like, for, for what it's worth, for what they need, but it's not it's not my kind of thing. So people got to understand that. You know, I have no desire to fit in. I'm not going anywhere. And, you know, to say the least, like, I'm not going to stop doing anything for the sake of somebody else. So when people, especially men, come for me, it always tickles me because it makes me feel like, am I threatening you? Like, am I, like, causing you some sort of pain that you feel that you need to come for me? I mean, especially when you come from my family, like, I'm just simply not going to have it. I'm just not. So, you know, with that being said, a lot of people think that I'm just mean, and I'm not mean, and the people that know me know that I'm not that way. What happens is is that people get very confused, and, you know, like I say, 99% of what I post on the Internet is only 1% of my life. It's not, you know, I don't post everything on there. I don't post the inside of my house. I don't post, you know, shopping trips. I don't post all my trips. I don't, you know what I mean? If it's anything that's going to help promote my brand and things like that, then absolutely I'm going to do it. But if it has to do with something like some dumb shit, I don't have to post it. I don't have to post, you know, if if somebody wants to, you know, take me out on a date. Like, I don't have to post that. I don't have to do shit. So I just feel like people give a bad rap to people like me that, are not um, just conforming to everything that they want to do. And I think that men, especially black men, you need to understand that, like, if I'm coming to you as a woman, as your sister, telling you, please stop embarrassing yourself, please stop doing X, Y, and Z, um, then maybe you should you should think about it. You know what I'm saying? Because if a black woman is telling you, like, that's really fucking unattractive, like, why why would you, you know what I'm saying, why would you do that? And then you get mad when they call you that. 
And then you can't really be racist and be in any type of business because how the fuck you going to make money? So white people don't come to your clubs? You understand what I'm saying? So white people don't come to your clubs? I'm very, I'm very confused. Look, I'll wait. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm not, you know, nobody is in the business unless you own your own business. Like, you, you can't be a motherfucking racist, and you don't own your own business. You out here begging people to come to your, to your club. And I just got another song that just, just, just came to my mind that I want to play because it's, it's getting on my nerves. But it's J. Cole. Get off my dick.
But that nigga in the club singing Got all the bitches in the club singing And all the mama let the kids singing The baby mama's in the mistress the Charlie Sheen thing because I don't know that celebrity got my uh my email on time. So basically and and it's what I said and, and what I thought was that people usually only come out with their diagnosis when they're being shake you know, shaken down or when someone's extorting them saying like, you know, if if you have this I'm gonna go tell and that's a lot of the reason why a lot of people unfortunately come out of the closet saying that they're gay or, you know, whatever it is they're saying. And um, so today he revealed on the on the Today Show with Matt Lauer that he was HIV positive. He does not have AIDS. And if you guys don't know the difference between the two, you need to Google it. And he says it's a hard three letters to absorb. It's a turning point in one's life, the 50-year-old actor says. He said he made an announcement at the end to end a smear campaign and extortion efforts. He said, I have to put a stop to this onslaught. This barrage of attacks and subtruths are very harmful and mercurial stories that are about me threatening the health of so many others that couldn't be further from the truth. Now, let's keep it G. Right now, he's being sued by six ex-lovers saying that they didn't know that he was HIV positive. Let's keep it. That's your toto. That's your vajayjay. You have a responsibility to your vagina and to your body parts to say, no, I'm not going to sleep with you. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. So Sheen said he trusted the diagnosis with people he thought he could confide in, but has paid out upwards of $10 million to keep the illness a secret. What people forget is that that's the money they're taking from my children, he said about the shakedowns he's experienced. And I trusted them, and they were deep in my inner circle, and I thought that they could be helpful, but my trust turned into their treason. So he basically stopped um, lying, not not lying, but just he didn't come forward with it because obviously everyone knew this was going to be some catastrophic. Like, you know how many people he's partied with? Like, he's got endorsement money, like, based on his party, one of them through uh, Fiat, I believe, based on his parties. So he said, that's my goal. That's not my only goal, but I think I released myself from prison today. And he said he was diagnosed roughly four years ago, but he doesn't know how he contracted the virus. Well, either you were using needles or you had unprotected sex or you got a blood transfusion. It's one of those three ways. And he said it started when I thought it was a series of crushing headaches. He goes, I thought I had a brain tube where I thought it was over. He also insisted that it was impossible that he knowingly transmitted the virus to others while he admitted to having unprotected sex with two people since the diagnosis. Both were informed ahead of time and have been under the care of his doctor, but Sheen dismissed the idea that he engaged in high-risk behaviors. You're talking about needles in that whole mess? No, definitely not. Pause. High-risk behavior isn't just drug addiction or drug abuse. Like, obviously, if you have a substance abuse problem, so whether you're doing coke or meth or whatever it is, you're not yourself. You're altered, which means that you can engage in behaviors and perhaps not remember. Shit, because I know sometimes, you know, back in the day, I could drink something and the next morning be like, I said, what? I did what? Now, ain't nobody never, you know, 
dug me out or nothing like that when I was, you know what I'm saying, or did anything against my will when I was drinking. But I'm just saying, like, you, you become a little bit more, a little bit more you. So, mm. so. I don't like the way that he's saying it in the sense of you're talking about needles in that whole mess. No, definitely not. Like you're not above the guy that got AIDS from a needle. You or got, got HIV from a needle. You have HIV, motherfucker. So it doesn't matter what you did. With all the technology that we've had over the last four years, you got it either from drug use, unprotected sex, or a blood transfusion. One of the three. So, um, Charlie does not have AIDS, said the actress physician, and he's an associate professor of clinical medicine at the University of California, so at UCLA. And while an HIV-positive diagnosis used to be considered a death sentence, and there still is no cure, medical advancements have helped turn it into a manageable illness. However, antiviral drugs must be taken for a lifetime. She revealed that he takes four pills every day, and I believe that um, Celebrity the Prince only takes two pills because you know that HIV has different strains. And he said his doctor said the main battle facing the actor is not related to HIV, but relapsing into substance abuse problems or entering into depression related to his diagnosis. Pause. Are you saying that, okay, I mean, mean, we have to, aside from the blood transfusion, this is something that happened. Unless you were held down by your will and these women just, you know, came in there and just raped you. This is something that you have to accept responsibility for. And so you saying like, you know, I'm afraid that he's going to, if I found out, like if somebody that I know knew that they had HIV, I would be concerned that everyone was going to feel, you understand what I'm saying? Some, some level of depression, like, damn, you know, I've been existing all this time and I made one mistake or I, I slept with that one wrong guy or girl or I, you know what I mean? So you're not, I'm just a little confused at that, but okay. And he says, we're petrified about Charlie. We're so, so anxious that if he's overly depressed, if he was abusing substance, he would forget these pills, and that's been an incredible worry, which makes him, you know, uh, he's going to kill himself. So he said, however, he and Sheen have been vigilant about his regimen. Magically, somehow, in the midst of incredible personal mayhem, he's managed to continue to take these medications. Listen, motherfucker, if, if you told me that I have X, Y, and Z, and that if I don't take these pills, my immune system could be compromised in such a way that I would now graduate and get AIDS, Oh, no, I'm going to take the motherfucking pills. You ain't going to have to remind me. Shit, you ain't got to remind me to take my mental health pills, shit, because I don't want to go to jail. Mm-mm. So it says he told ex-wives Denise Richards and Brooke Mueller about the diagnosis when he found out. Now, you know who is really probably serious that um, – that, uh, is happy that see and this is one of the things that i mean when i say that like denise richards and charlie sheen went through a very public nasty divorce you know and that's when his substance abuse issues came out his drinking and you know partying and all this other stuff and denise is like you know i'm not having it so she divorced him and that was probably well over probably give or take about 10 years ago brooke was the wife after that everyone loved, young, you know, beautiful, and then she divorced him, I think after like two years. So what people have to understand is that at the time when you're in pain, you're thinking that you're going through all this, and then you realize, like, motherfucker, God saved me from possibly contracting HIV. And so you women have to understand that when you take these men back, what are you really taking back? Are you co-signing it? Are you, are you going to be okay if you contract AIDS because you just love, you still love this motherfucker so much? Mm-hmm. Do you, I know they say it's sickness and health, but if shit gets real and he contracted AIDS because of one of his trysts, are you going to take him back? 
you know? So sometimes when, you know, I don't get really religious, but I'm very spiritual. So sometimes when something's being taken out of your life, you have to understand that it was done for the good. It it, it wasn't meant for you to have. So he said, Sheen said, um, he shared the news recently with his oldest daughter. It hit her hard, but she recovered. She's tough like her dad. And I said, I'm sorry I didn't tell you sooner, but it didn't seem like you could do anything for me, and I didn't want to burden you with all the stress. But she was a rock star about it. Sheen's personal announcement Tuesday renewed a spotlight on Sheen's troubled history with drug addiction, pornography, and prostitutes. So Charlie Sheen and his ex-girlfriend, Brie Olsen, on the red carpet in 2001. I mean, she looks like a crackhead. Um, Sheen rose to become one of Hollywood's best-known actors through a series of memorable movies, roles including Wall Street, Red Dawn. And you know he comes from uh, Emilio Estevez is his brother, and Martin Sheen is his father. These are famed actors. Um, And Two and a Half Men, the television series that helped him become the highest-paid television actor at the time. And in the end, he was fired from the show. He told Lara that his behavior at the time had little to do with his diagnosis. He says, first of all, HIV doesn't make you not come to work and show up high. And he says, I wish I could blame it on that. He said that it was more of a steroid rage. This was on the heels of that. He goes, Sheen admitted that, period was not one he looks back fondly on. There's a lot out here that I'm not proud of, and you can only hear winning in the streets so many times. He said, I've pissed off a lot of really good opportunities. And he has. And he's like, I'm entering a more thoughtful and reflective phase in life. Yes, because you have HIV. Mm-hmm. I'm approaching a time of more philanthropic approach in my life. So leave it to AIDS to sit you down. He admitted that paying off people to keep quiet about his condition as well as other factors has hurt his bank account. It's not great. It will be great again. I'm a survivor. I've been up. I've been down. I've been rich. I've been poor, he said. It's another chapter in my life, but it's not commerce-driven. It's socially driven. And he says that he doubts his HIV status will have an impact on his future career, pointing out a conversation he's having with the chairman of Sony, who says he's excited about doing a show again. He also said he has several films lined up. Thus far, there's been no resistance. I would love to see Charlie Sheen in a movie like Philadelphia. I really would. I think that um, he would play a Tom Hanks-ish character, not being gay, but you know what I mean? I think that he would do very well with that. I would love to see him in something like they did with Matthew McConaughey with the Dallas Buyers Club. I would love to see him in a role like that, or like Jared Leto. So um, Sheen wouldn't predict how the general media will respond to his interview, but expected his comments at least will dispel some of the myths written about him. I would have faith that it will be a lot more forgiving and a lot more supportive than some of the garbage I was reading in the last couple of days. Frankly, I don't think it can get worse than that. He said about tabloid stories that insisted he was intentionally infecting others with HIV. I just thought, wow, damn, that's just as far from the truth as anything could be. They're going to reveal a whole lot of proof because it's just not there. It does not exist. But Mm. I just got a question. So you slept with two women that knew that you were HIV positive and they still slept with you unprotected and you still slept with them unprotected. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. You know, no, I, I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense. Um, And it says, after hearing some encouraging reaction, people on social media have had this announcement. Sheen said he gladly ride with his wave of support. If there's one guy on this planet to contract this that's going to deliver a cure, it's me. It's me, seriously, he said. He said, I'm not going to be the poster man for this, but I will not shun away from the responsibilities and opportunities that drive me to helping others. Meanwhile, you never wanted to help others before. However, um, I feel that... um, You know, his newfound epiphany, I mean, it's refreshing and it's great, but I wish that he would have came up with that and would not sleep with people, you know, unprotected. I wish that he just really didn't do that. And 
unfortunately, I feel like um, him coming out was a situation where, and I don't want to say coming out because he's not come out and said he's gay. He's not. I don't think he's gay. Um, I believe he definitely contracted this from a heterosexual, you know, relationship. But he liked prostitutes. You know, he liked, you know what I mean? He liked orgies, and that's what he was known for. So, unfortunately, you have to be careful when you're doing stuff like that. And, again, I think that substance abuse is a huge problem of that, which is why they're saying that the age rate in um, young black women is high because there's levels of depression and suicidal tendencies and that, you know, when you come from, you know, quote, unquote, these depressive backgrounds that you tend to start using substances earlier, so your alcohol, your cocaine, your crystal meth, your heroin, you start to use them earlier, and then what ends up happening is is that you, you know, you enter into situations without your right mind, you know, and it's unfortunate. And so, unfortunately, Celebrity the Prince did not get to call into the show today. I think I must have emailed him late because he's an hour time difference from me. But what I will do is actually schedule another show with him tomorrow probably if he's if he's available because I tried to schedule it with him last night but I'll schedule another show with him tomorrow so then he can just spill all the tea on what he thinks about it and that I will actually do and we'll call it wow Wednesday it'll actually be my first show on a Wednesday that I've um that I've done but I'll do it because I definitely want to hear what a fellow person with HIV um Celebrity Prince, uh, uh, Tommy Brown, I would love to hear what he would have to say about this diagnosis and about the verbiage that's being thrown around and used in the case of Charlie Sheen as if, you know, some of this was not his fault. When I did the show with um, Tommy, he was very clear, like, you know, it was one time and this is what happened and what people don't understand is that that's all it takes is one time. You can't look at somebody and be like, oh, she looked clean. Or, oh, she just had a baby. She might be okay. Or, oh, you know what I mean? He got all them kids. He ain't never burnt nobody, honey. This is the biggest burn you'll ever get. It's called HIV and AIDS, you know? Mm -mm. You can't think that, you know what I mean, that you're immune to this shit. Condoms, 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 condoms. That's all you can do is condoms, motherfucking condoms, condoms, condoms. You know, or just don't have sex, you know? And it's, it's hard to... It's hard to say, like, you know, don't have sex, but what a lot of people don't understand is that if I go off the grid for a while, you know, it's because, you know, I, I'm focusing on other stuff. Men are just not that important to me right now because I have stuff to do, unless you're adding to me, which is in a business or anything like that. But I would never want to put a man, and one thing about me is I don't really give a fuck what a man does. That's what men do. I'm a lady. I'm a female. I don't do shit like that. So if me and you are sleeping together, it's just me and you. You know what I mean? And I don't feel the need to go anywhere else. Like we were talking about people that had, you know, terrible sex and things like that. And I was like, I don't really, I don't even really know what that would, I mean, yeah, there were some experiences that were greater than others because of the love or the like that I had for the man. But have I ever just laid there and been like talking on my cell phone and been like, okay, get up? Nah. You know, and, I, and, that, and that's because I'm attracted to the people that I'm dealing with. I'm not going to sit there and fuck with somebody I don't want to be with. But at the same time, one of the first things we talk about when we start getting into the relationship in the sexual phase is, you know, listen, when was the last time you were tested? I talk about that shit just like I'm asking you for some of your fries out, out the bag. Hey, when was the last time you were tested? Because I could pull up my results. You know, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't get, okay, well, then we need to go get tested. We'll do a little date night, and then you can get a little something. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean it's unprotected. Absolutely not. It just means that 
when was the last time you were tested? Because you would be surprised the motherfuckers that's walking around with it right now that you don't know. It doesn't always show up like what you see in the movies with the, you know, the sarcomas and everything all over the face. There's motherfuckers walking around right now that are that look completely healthy and that are not. And the number one thing I would never want to do is have to apologize for somebody you know, or or someone to apologize to me in the way that that happened to Tommy Brown, where someone knew that he had it, was double dipping in a relationship with a female and as well as a man, and that's how he contracted it. So the number one thing I would never want to do is have to say sorry for giving somebody something that we could have prevented. So I'm going to leave the show with Rick Ross, Chris Brown, one of the songs I vibe to on my late nights, and it's sorry. <laughs>
short and baby girl, you deserve a winner. Every day the diamonds on you get bigger and bigger. Hustle from my heart so every night I can deliver. Saying sorry, laying up or way up in your liver. Red bottoms got you walking funny. Get you a agent, she ballin' and all she talk is money. Take a shopping, baby boy, ain't no salary cap. She get it poppin', so you better bring battery pack. Perfect time to relax. Nothing is perfect other than me and a perfect match. They all watch me cause the moves I make out of their budget. Diamond district, six figures on my shorty nuggets. I try to change, but they always do 